Welcome back to another episode of The Authors Unite Show. Here's your host, Tyler Wagner. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the to another episode of The Authors Unite Show. Today we have Terrell Turner with us. So welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Of course. Thank you for coming on. So, um, yeah, can you kick us off and tell us a little bit more about you and what you do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, my, my background is accounting and finance. And I know as soon as people hear that, they're like, oh, they have this image in their mind of what that is. Um, and, and, you know, and, and that's a very real something that I've lived with. And that actually really started me down my career of just saying, hey, how do I use accounting and finance and kind of break through some of the stereotypes of what accounting and finance is? So mm-hmm. I've worked in the corporate world. Um, through Fortune 500 companies, some of the, you know, the the world's biggest companies um, in both the U.S. as well as down in South America. Um, And then, you know, I've also worked with fintech companies, um, helping them navigate, you know, raising capital. Like one of the companies I work with, we raised about $65 million in private equity funding. So I've been through that round. And then now um, I actually you know, left the corporate world and started my own firm because what I wanted to do is take all of that information and all that experience that I had from the corporate world, working with Wall Street, working with, you know, big executives, working with fintech and use that to help small businesses and startups, you know, make smart money decisions in their business. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about uh, when you made that change from corporate to uh, personally helping people. Is that um, like your passion or what was the decision behind that? Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of goes back to like when I was working in the, the corporate world and, you know, one of the, the jobs that I had uh, at a Fortune 500 company was investor relations. And so part of my job was to work with the, the CEO and the, the CFO and their leadership team. And it was a $15 billion company. So pretty big company and working with the senior leadership team, getting them ready for you know, their, their, their analyst call. So pretty much when the Wall Street banks mm-hmm. uh, want you to report out, hey, how, how did you do that quarter? And mm-hmm. they wanna ask questions. And so my job was really to work with the executives that helped them get ready for that. And I guess you could say, you know, it was almost like you know, preparing them for a debate or preparing them for a speech. And in some respects, I would actually write out, hey, this is what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was doing that, you know, I learned a lot about, hey, this is what investors want to know. So mm-hmm. I remember sitting in rooms with, you know, with Wall Street analysts or sitting in, you know, being able to sit in the meetings with other, you know, other firms that were managing billions of dollars. And these were the things that they were looking at. And at the same time that I was doing that, you know, a friend's father called me about this deal that he was working on um, him and another friend, they were working on this, this real estate deal. And Mm -hmm. so they asked me to, you know, kind of look over the financials, see if it made sense. Mm -hmm. And I started running the, you know, the numbers for the deal and looking at it and they had a great offer. They were going to buy this commercial building. There was a really big um, power company that was going to lease part of the building for like three years. Mm -hmm. And I started digging into the numbers. And what I realized is that the company that was going to lease it, they took a huge discount because they were going to sign a three-year contract. Mm-hmm. And so after running the numbers, I came back to, you know, my friend's father and said, Hey, 
based on this deal, you're going to run out of money in like 17 months because they're taking a huge discount. And I think that's when the light bulb started going off like, hey, all of this knowledge, you know, you know what investors are looking for. You know how to you know how big business works. All of that knowledge actually needs to be used when you're running a smaller business or a medium sized business. And I realized those big businesses, they have the money to pay people to do that type of stuff. They, mm -hmm. they hire people full time, but the small businesses don't always have, you know, the money to hire someone full time. So I'm like, you know, how about if I did it on a consulting basis, because they still need the same level of firepower, the same level of diligence and expertise. So that's kind of sparked me to say, hey, you know what, how do I eventually develop a plan to move out of corporate to do this full time? Okay, interesting. All right. Yeah, it must have been a huge change going from handling billions of dollars and working with executives to now working with small business owners. It's awesome. I mean, it, yeah. it is a big difference because, I mean, like I said, when you're used to dealing with, you know, numbers in the billions or whatever, yeah. the type of conversations you have are very different from when you're working with a company that's making a million dollars in revenue. Yeah. Well, I mean... I should ask now the small businesses that you work with, are they like actual small businesses like mom and pop shops or like million dollar plus? What do you work with? Yeah. So right now, the range that we've seen is, you know, I've worked with clients as as low as I say, what, like 350,000 in, in revenue. Um, to where their early stage, they're just starting, I guess they're still starting growing and scaling their business mm -hmm. up to companies that are, you know, 45 million in revenue. So wow. within that range is kind of where I've been working since I, you know, branched out on my own. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> when I think about small businesses and I think I speak for most people, I think like small and pop shop down the road, <laughs> I don't think about $45 million, you know, big business, but I mean, well, you, you know the terms because you're an expert, so that's awesome. And um, yeah, so can you tell me like what made you gravitate towards this industry in general? Like, do you have a passion for finance and helping people with the finances or is it something that you started in college and you're just like, whoop, I guess this is my path? Yeah, for me, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to, to high school. I think when, you know, I, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't the greatest student in the world. Um, mm -hmm. but my high school was testing out something new called the Academy of Finance and where they were allowing the students to take as an elective, you know, like finance and accounting. Um, and I started taking those classes and it just started to click for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always been the one that like, I knew I wanted to do something in business, mm -hmm. but you know, like many people, you know, like, I guess you'd say when you go to college, a lot of people say, Hey, you know. I couldn't be an engineer, so I decided to major in business because it was easier or I didn't want to be a doctor. So I got a yeah. general. But for me, it was just like I didn't want to just get a general business degree. I'm like, yeah. how do I actually get like a skill? Because I'm like, how am I going to get a job after this, you know, after college is over? So I kind of yeah. picked the path of accounting. I'm like, OK, accountants seem to always have jobs, whether it's working for a company or whether it's working for themselves. So I'm like that'll help me put food on the table. And then it became, it becomes a skill that, you know, when I tell people I'm a CPA, no one argues with me and be like, oh, I could do your job. But if you know, if you, you're like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a, a business major. Oh, you know, I kind of do that. I, I understand business. Like I don't have that many arguments. So that's kind of why I started with that path. Mm -hmm. And, and then also right out of college, I went into auditing. And I mean, just mm -hmm. to be honest, when mm -hmm. you're right out of college, 
no one's going to trust, you know, a young 20 something year old to sit down and talk to, you know, corporate executives about the business and what's going on, except when it comes down to auditing, because, you know, in auditing, my job was to look through the financial statements and ask senior leaders questions about it to make sure that we were following audit procedures. And so for me, it became a shortcut for me to be able to talk to the people at the top to learn how they thought about running businesses. So I'm like, you know, accounting would be my path to be able to do that because I eventually wanted to start my own business, but I mm. knew that I wanted to learn from people who were already doing. Okay. Wow. That's a great explanation and a great path that you took. Very smart. Yeah. I mean, at least for me, like when I, I'm, I'm still in college, but like I, I thought about accounting and it's just like, I just can't sit down and look at all those numbers. And I just, I mean, are you like passionate about like, do you think about like accounting as something that you enjoy doing or you just do it because it's, I mean, it's what you do and it's something that you have a history with. Gotcha. I will say, I mean, at first, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really like, um, I guess you say the detail of, of accounting, like the technical side of it. Um, I'm not, I wasn't the biggest fan and I'm still not the biggest fan of just the, the technical side, like the, hey, lock me in the back room and, and, you know, give me my computer and leave me alone. Like, I'm definitely not that type of person at all. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was, I think where it really started to click is when I actually started to see like, hey, by digging into the numbers or whatever, I can come up with a strategy to help mm -hmm. the business grow. So mm -hmm. I, you know, when I was in public accounting, I mean, you spend more of your time, you know, kind of lock me in the back room, give me the books and let me do it. And I did that for a few years, realized that wasn't my path. And then that's when I moved over to working in the corporate for actual working as a, a you know, a member of a team within a corporation. And there, my job was really sitting with people who don't have a finance background, sitting with salespeople, sitting with, you know, people in purchasing, sitting with the legal team and really having to look at the financials to figure mm -hmm. out, okay, how do we translate these numbers into an action we can go take to grow mm -hmm. the business? And I think that's where I, that's where I say I really have the passion for. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I do now, because, you know, I always tell people, you know, when you're looking at a business, I mean, there's your marketing story, there's your sales story, there's your legal story. But I'm like, most people don't realize the financials or the numbers behind the business are actually telling a story. And if you learn how to read that story, then you can make better decisions. And so that's the part that I started to have a passion for is how do I translate the story and then go do something about it to grow the business? Okay. Awesome answer. Yeah. So this like time to like, sell yourself a little bit, tell us, what common mistakes people make when they try to do their own accounting or try to like look at their finances and try making decisions from their own naive point of view of um, <laughs> on quotation marks for the people who are listening, their naive point of view of not having an accounting background and not knowing what the heck they're looking at. So what are some common mistakes that people make? Yeah, I think the first one is most people, you know, they don't really understand how to to really track their their expenses and stuff. I mean, most people mm -hmm. are are that I find even you know big businesses. Even when I've worked with you know you know businesses that are in the billions, like mm -hmm. people who are leading those businesses, they don't really know how to read you know the financials. Like they don't know how to see like you know the mistakes and the trends. So I mm -hmm. think sometimes people really you know they try to operate on intuition. 
And mm -hmm. what I tell them is like, for example, I was talking to a client once and he was saying, you know, running the business, he was saying, Hey, this is my, my top product or whatever. And I'm like, okay, all right. So he was building his marketing strategy around that product. And I'm like, okay, why do you think this is your top product? And he was like, well, because people are sharing it on Facebook and, and, you know, this and that I'm like, okay, cool. Let me look at the numbers. And when I looked at the numbers, that product was actually number 10 when I looked at oh, the numbers wow. and I'm like, this is not your top selling product. And on top of that, this is your, this is the product you make the least amount of money on. I'm like, you need to stop spending so much time on this product. And I'm like, there's actually four other products here that you make a lot of money on, but you're not talking about those. I'm like, those are the ones you need to promote more. And people are actually buying those. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's one of those things where intuition can get you, you know, it can get you started. It can get you in the game. But when you want to grow your business, you have to actually take time to look at the actual numbers. Because if you're going off intuition, chances are you'll probably be just like that person thinking like, hey, this is my top seller. And I'm like, every time you sell that product, it slows you down from being able to grow your business. So let's actually look at the numbers and then see what the story really is. Absolutely. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, there's a reason why the biggest companies in the world always have like a team of accountants. It's true. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a business that grows to a billion bucks without having some sort of accounting, um, like decision-making. So that, that's why you small businesses and again, quote unquote, small <laughs> $300,000 plus, like these people definitely can use an accountant because like you said in the story, I mean, you probably saved that guy a lot of money and a lot of time. Yeah, so. I mean, it, and it was very interesting because, I mean, the, the a business I was working with, it was a restaurant. And as we know, like, you know, through COVID-19, mm -hmm. there's a lot of restaurants that have been closing down. And him and I started working together before, like, kind of middle of, of 2019. So before the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. and we started making some of those tweaks where I started adjusting it to where, you know, he had, you know, I guess you'd say he was using an online system and he was like, hey, this is tracking all of his, his expenses and his costs between his bank and the system or whatever. And I'm like, you know, it was doing it, but he wasn't taking time to actually look at it. And mm -hmm. so him and I, we started working through that and looking at it. I mean, and even like, you know, today, I mean, through COVID-19, I mean, in his area, the city where he's at, I mean, he's one of the very few restaurants that is still open. And he's the only restaurant that's actually looking to expand right now because like we were helping him make, hey, you got to start making smart money decisions and not just making, you know, decisions based on how you feel or what you mm -hmm. think is happening. And like I said, I mean, he's, you know, he's profitable in his business, his business generating a profit each month. And like I said, he's expanding his business. Um, we added a food truck to the business that's doing well. And he's looking at, you know, opening a second location. Um, because the business has been positioned to do well. Okay. Wow. That's a super powerful story. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of the listeners have taken a huge impact during this crisis. And I mean, like you said, you saved a business and not only did you save the business, you made it expand when everyone else was contracting, which is, yeah. which is an amazing reason to have you <laughs> uh, taking care of the accounting. Wow. That's amazing. And um, if people want to reach out to you, where, where can they reach you on the website? Do you offer free consultations, free, free audits, or what do you do? Yeah, so they can reach out. Um, our website is um, 
tlturnergroup.com. Um, mm-hmm. And there you can see all the services that we offer. We do offer um, some free um, consultations. So if you click on the services link and then also on that, one of the things that we do very big because I'm also the founder of uh, a, the network of shows called the Business mm-hmm. Talk Library. And mm-hmm. if you go to our website, Uh, on the Business Talk Library, where we create content about accounting and finance for business owners. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're looking for some quick tips or you're like, hey, I want to see what this guy's all about or whatever, where you can go Mm -hmm. there, you can check out some of the free stuff that we've created of Mm -hmm. just talking through different issues or different challenges and different things that business owners need to keep in mind. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've also done interviews of other entrepreneurs and business owners. I mean, we've done like what, 175 interviews this year, well, since March. Mm-hmm. So we've cranked out a ton of free content there for people to get resources and ideas on how they can navigate their business. And then when you're ready and you need more specific consultation, need more specific advice about your business and your specific situation, then that's where our services come into play. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I highly suggest all of our watchers go check that out. It's a great resource. And of course, Terrell is very experienced. and. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. Take care now. The Authors Unite show is sponsored by AuthorsUnite.com. Your one-stop shop for becoming a profitable author and maximizing your impact.